Christmas month scene is Vermont in the raw. Like naked? No, not naked. Like raw milk tea. This is oh. raw milk tea month. Okay. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> for people who like to eat cheese. I am your host, Jen Mason, and today I do not have my regular co-host, Julie Faye Van Balder, who's taking a break this month. Um, very sadly, uh, she can't be here to eat cheese, but don't worry, I'm sending her cheese. But instead, I have the next best person in the world, <laughs> my husband, Matt Mason. Matt, say hi to the folks. Hi to the folks. All right. So Matt is here today because, you know, we want to change it up every once in a while. And um, uh, people may not know this, but Matt actually is part owner, a very small part owner of Curds & Co., our cheese store. And uh, But he does go to the cheese conferences with us and the fancy food show. Um, his focus is really on the tech. Matt has developed an app for us called Curdlist, right? Yep. And uh, I also do all the accounting and the other uh, moving of stuff heavy I don't want to do moving heavy objects and other things around the everybody store. should have a mat now I'm warning you all that Matt only has a thousand word uh, limit for the day and uh, we're filming this at night he could run out of words after the third cheese so oh, keep your fingers crossed we're gonna get uh, all the way across the finish line but Matt is a great cheese lover I am but uh, you know Jen normally does the talking about the cheese <laughs> and I usually just do the eating it's funny how much you love cheese and your dad couldn't Dan cheese even though I loved your dad he did not like cheese at all you know he had a weird uh, sort of childhood where uh, you know he was not lactose intolerant but his mother was and somehow it just uh, you know it, he never adjusted yeah sad poor, poor yeah it's very sad and yesterday was his birthday yeah. so um so we're eating the cheese in not in honor of his birthday we're eating it the day after his birthday um, but let's let's have a drink in honor of your dad. Um, right. I normally Julie and I normally don't do this because we need to keep all of our um, uh, faculties about us. But, um, <laughs> but uh, you but, and I. But you and I, we need we some get, help. We can get wild. So I'm cracking open um, one of my current favorite ciders because I think it's going to go really well with this. Um, so for those of you out there who are cider drinkers, I think you know really this is going to be a very cider friendly plate. Um, but I am actually cracking open a bottle of Prospect Cider Works Paradise. Um, and it's a cider with orange peel and grains of paradise. Um, I don't know why, but I just love this one. So, ooh. This is like ASMR. This is like yeah. the cider <laughs> ASMR. This is hard cider, folks, so. in case that wasn't clear. Ooh, it is doing, it's performing very well on mic, I think. All right, so cheers. This for you. And uh, all right, to our first solo duet. Um, let's see if we're still married at the end of this. Mm. All right, so this month's theme is Vermont in the raw. Excellent. Any idea why? Um, uh, well, I think I heard that it was about raw cheese and not about <laughs> naked it's uh, not people naked. in Vermont. I know, that could be a good reality show, Vermont in the raw. <laughs> um, so this month, April, is raw milk cheese month. and um, when I teach classes, um, which I like to do, one of the questions I almost always get asked is, hey, what about raw milk cheese? Is raw milk going to kill us? And what I always tell them is, here is the secret. Watch for France. When all of France dies off, we need to stop eating raw milk cheese because like all of their cheese there is delicious and beautiful and raw milk. Um, we have a lot more stringent rules here. Um, 
think probably a little oversafe because France doesn't seem to be dying off. They've been they started before us and they're probably going to be here after us. But um, anyways, raw milk um, cheese month. I mean, it's so good. We have a month for it. Um, do you know? We you and I have talked about this, but let's see if you can remember what some of the differences are. If you had two cheeses that were made um, with the same recipe, but one was a raw used raw milk and one used the pasteurized milk, what would one of the big what would a big difference be in that? You know, for me, I mean, and I don't have your professional palate, but that's right. I, I still will, love you. I will say that uh, you know, for me, when I taste side by side uh, something like raw milk and pasteurized. Uh, uh, milk cheese um, it's there's something about the flavor mm -hmm. of the cheese that is just a little bit more strong a little bit more you know untamed like tasting them side by side the the pasteurized one seems slightly constrained yeah somehow. it like ends quicker so um you know I I think it just uh, they can both be delicious but I always try to um, when I go to uh, monitor because I don't care if I eat raw milk or not raw milk cheese so when I'm at a new place and I'm always asking them like what's local here that I haven't tried before and I try to guess after I eat it if it's raw milk or not and usually I can tell because if while I'm still talking to them I can still taste it and that flavor just didn't stop um, I can usually tell that it's a raw milk um, which is great and the problem is when we make a pasteurized milk we kill everything the good things and the bad um, and hopefully there aren't any bad a lot of the bad the bad rap um, cheese can get is that it wasn't taken care of um, so you can still get bad things from cheese even if it's been pasteurized if somebody didn't take care of it after it got made so um, so anyways this is celebration of raw milk cheese but I just want to get that stuff out of the way let's eat some cheese excellent okay that's why I'm here so um, guess where everything on this plate came from Matt uh, is it Vermont no it's Rhode Island oh okay no I'm kidding it's from Vermont um, and we're gonna start with our very first cheese this guy here and this is the tricky part because you have to eat it. You have to pick it up and put it in your mouth while I'm talking to you because I have to keep talking. So our first cheese here is um, from Grafton Village Cheese. And uh, we have like, we have a long history with Vermont. Your family used to have a ski house in Vermont. It's true. Um, at Okemo. Uh, uh, shout out for Okemo Mountain. And... Um, Whenever you would go to the Vermont Country Store, or when we, we would go and our kids were good, we would stop at the Vermont Country Store where there would be penny candy and lots of Grafton cheese to penny try. Cheese. <laughs> um, so this might feel familiar to you. This like remind you of childhood it a does. little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Absolutely. I just went skiing and broke my arm. Is that, no? <laughs> <laughs> Does it feel like that? Um, okay, so this is called a two year age cheddar. Guess how it got its name? Um, is it about how old it is? <laughs> It, it is. It is. Um, it's a cow's milk, mm -hmm. right? And um, it's uh, it's got a microbial rabbit, so um, it is vegetarian cheese. Um, and it's made by their head cheesemaker, Mariano Gonzalez, and they've got a team of 11 cheesemakers there. Um, let's see. What else? What? Tell me what you're tasting there. I mean, it, it's got a nice flavor profile. I mm -hmm. mean, um, what yeah. does that mean to you? You know, mm. it's uh, it stands out. It's a little bit on the bold side, mm -hmm. I would say, of the flavor profile, mm -hmm. and um, mm. you know, it's got uh, it's got a little bit of you know tang to it, maybe. Mm -hmm. uh, got a nice tang, almost a little like nutty tang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I taste that. Mm -hmm. That is really great, and it, and 
Well, you just put another piece in your mouth, but when it stopped, could you tell that that flavor was lasting? Yeah, a little the longer? flavor definitely lasts uh, lasts so longer. This has what I think a lot of people are looking for when they come and ask for a shark cheese. Right. Um, and uh, this is definitely a flavor profile. You could taste three different shark chatters, and they would all taste different. But a lot of times we have people that come in and ask for a shark, and this is what it is. And sometimes um, we have people who come in who are uh, a little older. And um, one thing we know about age, the aging process is that our flavor, our palates um, can fade over time. Not the cheese aging process, no, but the, yeah. the people Actually, aging process. Actually, that's funny because the cheese gets stronger in flavor as it ages and, the pe and people lose the flavor tasting. That's sad, but I guess appropriate. So if the cheese yeah. is as old as you are, you'll be able to taste and, it. And when you're middle-aged <laughs> like us, we're right, you know, we're perfectly, we're perfectly yeah. in line exactly. with the cheese. Exactly. So, um, so sometimes we'll get people and they'll come in and they'll try something that's maybe really meaty or brothy or something. They'll be like, huh. And what we know is that their palate is not tasting what we're tasting. I say we, I'm 47. I'm probably like two years away from everything dropping off and tasting the same and blend. But this is a cheese we would go to. And, um, and this is also just a really familiar profile. All of Grafton's cheeses have this sort of um, bright, sharp, tangy, on the very edge of bitter, but not bitter, um, which I think is what makes them a good cheese. There are, are companies out there who, who are on the other side of bitter and, um, and that's never any fun. But this is gonna be a fun one with our pairings in a minute. But Great. let's go on to our next cheese. So our next cheese, um, I think this is one that you've, I know you've had it before, but I think it's one that you've liked is this guy. and. Let's see if you can guess what it is, but it's fallen apart on its. If you cut it in little slices, you yeah. gotta set. It's from Springbrook Farms. Oh, okay. Is it? Um, it's not ready. It's not ready. It has it's, ash down the middle. Right. So it's Ashbrook. Yeah, you got okay. it. All right. Okay. So this is from Springbrook Farm. Now, you guys, if you've been with us for a while, have had the ready and raclette. Um, so uh, similar style. I should ask you, like, what do you what do you first tasting this? You know, just first the the breadth and strength of the um, you know the flavor for mm -hmm. me is always something that stands out mm -hmm. with all of the uh, mm. all of the um, all of their cheese in yeah. particular. I mean, it just it's really stand out. I, I mean, love this kind of cheese. So yeah. this very much could be a standard for raclette. Now, this is in the style. I'm gonna use something fancy here in the style of Morbier cheese. That's M O R. I, I think spelling, yeah. fr spelling things in French is Morbier. not your, Yeah, okay. It's, it's Morbier. Um, it looks like Morbier. Um, and uh, traditionally, so this, so this is funny. So in a, this is like, you know, six degrees of Kevin Bacon. This is like three degrees of Comte. So Morbier cheese. Let's skip to a cheese that this isn't. But Morbier, Morbier was usually made because they, um, they would make a big wheel of Comte. This is a 90 pound wheel. That thing is like, I don't know, it's not quite 36 inches wide, but it's a big wheel of cheese, 90 pounds. Imagine like, what is, what is our dog food? Is that coming to like 45 pound bags or something Usually like 20 or so. Oh, our little ones, yeah, but you know the big ones. Yeah. Anyway, so it's a big honking wheel, but they would have like leftover curd that just didn't fit in the nut. They can't make, they can't make like a really thin Cheese, so they would make Morbier, and there usually wasn't enough even for a whole Morbier, but like they just didn't want to waste the curd, so they put this in <clears throat> and they'd sprinkle it, sprinkle it with vegetal ash, usually grape leaf ash. 
nowadays I think you they just buy ash, but um, but it's it's made it's from veg vegetables from from plants, um, and then the next day they would make another wheel of confit, and if there was a little bit of curd left, and it would be because you know it was the same kind of deal, same cows they milked the day before, they would put that on top of this, so you'd have the ash line in the middle. So this was just a good way to use up a little extra. So for me, it's always like, oh, you know, you make a pie and you have like leftover dough. You have no idea because you've never made a pie in your life, I think. But um, when I make a pie, I sometimes <laughs> end up with leftover dough and I might take a little bit extra and make like a little like um, tartlet or something. Yeah, yeah. or like a little pop tart, little hand pie, something like that. So this is the hand pie of the Comte world, but it's made in Vermont. Um, it's super meaty. You could totally use it like raclette. I just, I'm just going to keep sticking it in my mouth. Yeah. Um, hmm. No, it's, I mean, the, uh, yeah, the, the nice meatiness of the flavor. Meaty, right? It, yeah. It's, I mean, all of their stuff, you know, I think really, I can't think of anything that's uh, by this, uh, this particular farm mm -hmm. that, that doesn't come yep. out with that. Yeah. Um, so, so they really specialize in it, but it's, uh, but yeah, I love it. Yeah. So let's talk for a second about Springbrook Farm. Again, we talked about them before, but Springbrook Farm is part of the Farm for City Kids Foundation. It's an educational nonprofit. I'm reading this off of my sheet so I get it right. It was founded in 1993. But basically, they get city kids onto um, onto the farms, about 700 uh, a year. And they, they, they get to work on all aspects of the farm. Um, they also, um, in 2013, they made this arrangement with um, two local Vermont dairies. Uh, that they're using as their milk source, which helps them get really good milk, but they pay them a fixed price for their milk, helping remove the commodity market pricing. Guys, it is so tough out there for dairy farmers. So when um, when a cheesemaker is paying fair market value or fixed price like this to really help support them, um, it's a good thing. It's a really good thing. But we love their cheeses. Um, um, they've had all of their cheeses have won awards. They're so great. Um, this Including, has got a little funky. I mean, a couple of two years they they won best cheese in America. Uh, yeah, know, like, yeah. Uh, for a couple year of before, the past five years. Right? Yeah, year before last they had um, Clear and Taste Reserve, which won best cheese in America, and we had it in our store. Um, okay, so ready for the third cheese? Yes. Okay, so give that one a try. This is a smooth and milky cheese. Falls into that category. Mmm, smells nice and salty. Mm, it's nice at room temperature. Oh, it's got a nice texture too. Mm -hmm. So interesting because the Ashbrook, by the way, named Ashbrook because it has a line of ash in it and there's a brook through the farm. So um, that's how it got its name. This is Alpha Tolman. Oh, okay. From Jasper Hills. From Jasper Hills. Good job. Ding, 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 ding. Matt's been paying attention, folks. Um, mm, so super delicious Alpine style, but in the mountains of Vermont and not in the Alpine mountains. <laughs> um, so this one was named after a guy named Alpha Tolman, who I believe started the first, um, library in Greensboro. Um, anyway, nice guy that Alpha Tolman, you know, gotta be a nice guy to get a whole cheese named after you. Um, this would be great in a fondue as well, but like, would there be any left? You know, if you bought like six pounds of it and only ate three pounds of it, and you're like, oh no, what do I do with the rest of it? Fondue is fondue the answer. Fondue is the answer. Yeah. 
So, um, so those are great, right? Yeah. And oh, you fantastic. notice, like, can you still taste it? Oh, you've yeah. done, you've been done eating it for a second. Yep. Mm. No, it's a, it's a nice long. They're all thing. pairing nicely with the cider. Yeah. Um, if any of you out there like uh, funky or earthy cider, um, that will always pair really nicely with a Romulo cheese. It's got that flavor that lasts. That um, it's pairing like things together. So, it's time to get to the the, the fun stuff. So it was everything we could do not to make everything maple because Vermont, right? Right. Um, but uh, we did slip a little maple in here and there. So our first one is the popcorn. Ooh. Now this is Stewart maple popcorn, um, and and it's not caramel corn. Oops, I'm throwing mm. it around the floor. So give that a crunch. Oh wow! <laughs> right. Even just like on first. Uh... Mm -hmm. Almost as you're like. Putting it in your mouth, if you inhale and you put it in your mouth, you're like, whoa. But see how it's like, it's like, oh, see, now this is something your dad would love. Yes. Because he was a maple sugar candy, candy sugar. What was that stuff he used to like to buy? Like the little sugar maple leaf candy. I don't know. Did you not even know that about your dad? I, I totally did. I just don't know what it's called. I mean, oh, it's okay. Like, you're looking like at me maple, like I, maple like, I it. No, never I'm, touched I'm, it in his I'm, life. I'm searching for the word, but I... <laughs> he liked that and he yeah. liked honey comb... Bees comb, bee, he's like honeycomb and um, and honey. Anyways, he would love this because this is like popcorn covered no. in maple sugar candy. It's not caramel corn. No, no, it looks mm. vaguely like uh, caramel looks, corn. It looks like caramel corn. Uh, if you'd already had two ciders, you would think it was caramel corn. That's but right. You haven't. You're only sharing one with me. Mmm, so good. Right? Yep. Okay. So this is made by, as I said, uh, Stuart Maple. And um, this is just a lovely, a lovely sort of family business that is making the most of what nature has to offer. Um, the, the employees are just the family plus one. So Elliot and his fiance, Tanner, Mark, and Gina, and Wyatt. I just want to, I want to eat more popcorn covered in maple by people named Tanner, Mark, Wyatt, and Elliot. That's just such a great thing. Um, it really is a little addictive. Um, it's It's got no artificial flavors or pre preservatives. It's made in Cuttingsville, um, Vermont. And um, I don't know, it's just, so the Vermont maple syrup is actually produced uh, by the family and then they, um, they make the popcorn. Um, Ma, Gina, uh, made the recipe, but now Alyssa, um, who is uh, Elliot's fiance? Just the whole family here is taking over the maple popcorn production, and uh, if this is her batch, she's doing a fantastic job. It's delicious. Um, I think. Uh, let's see. They also gave me a, a fact here. I want to pick up. It takes. Um, it takes a pint of maple syrup, and I don't. I wonder. How, I want. What I really want to know is how much maple sap does it take to make a pint right yeah right but once they once they boil it down and it's it's maple syrup it takes a whole pint to make just 20 bags of this popcorn uh, so it's like super super mapley um but i love this and people don't think of fun stuff like caramel corn and popcorn and there's some really good caramel corns out there i'm not talking about that weird stuff that's like half caramel corn half cheddar corn what is that i think that's just a mistake out of the machine really um but like There'll be rosemary ones. There'll be all sorts of stuff. Right. But this is really neat. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they say what goes to, grows together goes together. 
These are Vermont cheeses coming from Vermont cows, so they're going to go with Vermont maple syrup popcorn. Um, I just think, mm. All right, so we're staying on the sweet side, but it's okay because in a minute we're going to get to the tangy side. Um, so next up we have these caramels from Big Picture Farms. Now, not maple, but these are brown butter bourbon. So they still have a... Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, gosh, if you guys could see his face. Mm. And now we're chewing on caramels, so we can't talk. I cut them into little pieces. Mmm. So, these are made with goat's milk. Goat's milk. Mm -hmm. Wow. And so. these are like totally spoiled goats. So, this farm has 100 acres, and the goats are like ridiculously spoiled. They get to go all over the farm, and they move them from place to place. And in a year, they never go on the same place more than twice. Hmm. So, they're always, they're just, that's just the ultimate and spoiling and taking care of goats. I'm trying to, you know, mm. see, like, what do I think I'm picking up? like uh, goat's milk in there is it really just sort of the extra richness compared to say you know a normal caramel it's just a little richer a little bit i think and i think it, you know i think goat's milk to me always has a little bit of a tang almost like a lemony thing and i don't taste lemon here per se right. but what i do think is that when you're cooking a recipe right and and you put in a little lemon at the end you might not even taste the lemon but it makes the flavors pop right it brings out the flavors. And so I just think that because of that, this is a, even though this is brown butter and it feels warm and it feels like, you know, you've been out walking on a spring night, you know, cool spring day. You can tell the season's changing, but you're like all warmed up in your sweater and you have a bite of this and it's still like, but it's still bright. Um, and I think, I think that's just what makes it amazing. Their caramels keep winning awards. Um, and um, I'm going to fight you for the rest of the ones that were in this box. <laughs> I actually hid the rest of them that were in the box. I was going to say, pausing the podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope. Okay, so we've gone from sweet to sort of sweet and, mm, I don't know, just super warm. And uh, now we're going to, we've got something with a little bit of a kick. Mm. This is, it still has maple in it. Oh. This is maple sriracha mustard. This is from Butterfly Bakery of Vermont. What I love about this, their ingredients are organic white vinegar, Dog River Farm jalapenos, naming the farm, organic mustard seed, Eastman Long and Sons Pure Vermont Maple Syrup, naming the place again, and Pete's Greens Garlic Scapes and Salt. That's it. That's all that's in this. It is, mm, smell that. Oh, wow. Smell great. Yeah. Oh, so, um. So I'm going to actually have you put, I know we don't usually do pairings until that, but there's nothing to put this on. So I'm going to put it on a little bit of uh, some of the cheddar here. Now this is, um, this is a, a mustard that a little bit goes a long way, but like, I think you're going to take the rest of this jar and use it on like every sandwich you make from now. Oh, maybe not your peanut maybe butter and jelly. Maybe not peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> you do eat a lot of peanut butter and jelly for a grown man. <laughs> <laughs> That's only when I forget to bring him cheese home. What do you think? It's got a good kick. It's got a good kick. I mean, the um, you know, the heat of the um, sriracha, you know, is very nicely offset by the um, you know, richness of the cheese. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, great. I love the little bite of the mustard seed. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like caviar or like, um, what are you thinking? 
Oh, I was just trying. I was just looking at the uh, you know maple. I was just trying to think through. It's like the process process in my head. uh, You know, maple and sriracha and mustard. You know, all together. I'm trying to picture like what do I taste most? Mm. Well, jalapeno is actually that. Yeah, Um, and I just yeah like the sriracha. I mean, like as Mm. as compared to like traditional sriracha from the jar. You know, I don't get that quite as strongly mm-hmm. as I get, you know, like that's relatively right. subtle. Yep. You know, I mean, it's really just, a, you know, a mustard with some heat and some, yeah. you know, and some maple as a touch. So All right. It's nice. It's great. I'm going to have another spoon of my cider here because mm, <laughs> that all goes together so nicely. All right. So now your job. Um, if you're going to do this right, and Julie's going to listen to the podcast and make sure you're ever allowed to do this again. Um, is to try pairing different things. So what are the first two? So you did just have the mustard on the cheddar. So you can try whatever you want together. You can try multiple things together if you want. But um, I mean, the first thing I would yeah. go with is is staying with the mustard for yep. a minute and trying that on the yes. uh, Ashbrook. It's just because be it's so good on that. Yeah, just because I mean it's such a meaty you know taste on the cheese. Yep. That uh, that I think it'll really hold up and uh, um, just dab it on. Nicely. Right, a little go. spoon. That's like you don't want to spill a lot on it. Little tiny pieces of cheese. Yeah. So <laughs> the reason I'm glad you went to that because um, I can tell you're starting your your spidey senses, your your cheesy senses are um, really you're getting some reflex action here. And so Matt and I have been in the cheese world now for a few years, and this is a a sort of a raclette style cheese, right? Instead, we could use it for raclette. It's yep. in the meaty. Um, wash brine this is brine washed um cheese and um what you're getting is that need to like mix it with other things we'd mix with raclette which is always mustard and pickles and the vinegar in this right yep. and, the, and the mustard just just scream love you two together um so i think those are a great match um and i don't know i think i think i want to have some raclette I know. Mm. Little potatoes, mm. little bit of. Do you like it better with one of the? Did you like it with the um, Ashbrook? Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. No. I. I yeah, yeah. I think that's my favorite. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, yeah. That's. Uh, what did we have it with first? We had it with. You had it with the cheddar first. Oh, the cheddar first. Yeah. No, I, I definitely preferred the Ashbrook. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, you know, just because of the, you know, the pairing of uh, yep. other stuff. So what? Um, what other? Stuff. What other pairings are you going to try here? You know, and to be clear, right? You and I have talked about this before. What goes with what? Yeah. Well, we pick things that all go together. Right. No wrong. Some things you're going to like better than the other, but somebody sitting next to you, aka me, might like something else better. Hmm. Let's see. I'm going to try the Alpha Tulpen mm-hmm. with a little bit more of the maple, uh, the maple popcorn. Yep. Yeah, and this is like you're not like you have to shove it both in your mouth at the same time, but like the idea of like if I was snacking on these things, when I went back and forth, does one make me keep wanting to eat the other one? It's a fun thing to do. It is, you know. We're always searching out, you know, pairings and looking for that that synergy, right? Yeah. That one plus one equals three. Right? Exactly. Mmm. I'm gonna eat all the rest of the popcorn. That was just so good on so many things. Yeah. Um. But I think this mustard is like, I'm trying to figure out like, could I make a sandwich that I actually put the mustard on and then when nobody was looking, put some of the popcorn on? <laughs> like a turkey sandwich? 
like a maple smoked turkey sandwich with maple popcorn on it. Yeah. It would be the weirdest sandwich ever. Put it in a wrap. (laughs) (laughs) So nothing fell out. Nobody could see what I was doing. Um, All right. What did you think of that? I thought it was great. Yeah. I mean, um, I liked it a lot. Um, I'm trying to think of, do I want to try that with the, Mm. with the, um, with the other cheese? Or do I want to switch to? You're thinking to, too much. Dude. I know. I, I mean, I want to be. I want to be good. I want to be, uh, you know, invited back on the podcast. Mm. So, I have to be thoughtful and. <laughs> and what are you thinking of these with the um, cider? Uh, they all pair very nicely with the cider. I mean, um, just the you know the cider provides some nice cut through. Mm-hmm. You know the the strong taste of yeah. the cheese and yeah, it's great. It's so delicious. So um, while you're tasting these things, do you have any other questions for me? Let's see. Um, do you know how we pick our cheeses? Have I ever told you that? You know, do I mean, talk in my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know, but why don't, you, why don't you tell me anyway? I mean, I. I... So um, you know, the more steam we have, the harder we make our life, or the easier we make our life, um, and. We knew right away we had some good raw milk choices in Vermont. Being so close to Vermont, it's like it's in our backyard. I mean, sometimes we think of New England as a state <laughs> instead of a bunch of states put together. Um, and so we had we had a lot to choose from. So then we said, okay, well let's mix it up a little bit. So you know, let's do a cheddar. Um, nobody doesn't like a cheddar for the most part. Let's do something meaty and strong. And um, and then let's do something that's in sort of that true traditional Alpine um, model. And then we knew we had to do pop maple, so it was mm-hmm. like, well, we don't want to do maple syrup. Right. So then, although that would have been that would have been that fine. Been awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we and we've done maple syrup in the past. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we didn't want to do maple syrup this time, but we wanted to do something that had maple syrup in mm-hmm. it. So that was a good one. Um, to like send us off on a search. And our team is fantastic. Uh, specifically, Julianne Webster, who's our general manager. That girl can search down amazing pairings. She reached out, she found Butterfly Bakeries. Oh, I didn't even tell you. So we, we like got all started shoving the mustard in our mouths. We forgot <laughs> to tell you about it. So it's made, interestingly enough, the mustard is made from Butterfly Bakery of Vermont. Right, which you mentioned. Which I mentioned. But then we dove into but the But it's made from Butterfly Bakery. That's the name of the company. I think that's hilarious that a mustard this good is coming from a bakery. Do you know why? Why is that? Because they decided to start making it sort of like as a side hustle at the farmer's mm-hmm. market because they had bakery products. And now these mustards and things are like 70% of their business. <laughs> so uh goes to show you, you pick a name and it could come back to haunt you, but who cares? Yeah. It's delicious. And if their mustard is this good, I want to taste everything they bake too. Yeah. Um, it's so good, but they, uh, they made these special for us, for you guys. Um, I can't wait. I think it, this would be so good on a chicken, baked chicken, um, or even like a stuffed chicken. You can put some of this and some chev in a stuffed chicken. Yeah, this is a small batch. Is that handwritten? uh, Yeah, handwritten. Handwritten uh, batch jar jar one hundred three. Yep. All right. Yep. Special just for you guys because we love you and we're always looking for new and interesting things. I mean, why do we do stuff like that? Well, because one, we want you to keep subscribing. And those of you who are listening, by the way, if you have no idea what we're talking about, this is our curd box from April. 
So three teases, three pairings every month, but we try to find new and interesting things. At the end of the year with us, you will have tried 72 new foods, hopefully. And I would bet most of them will be new to you, um, unless you're really lucky and live near um, a cheesemonger or a specialty food store that does like the kind of crazy research and shopping we do. Um, I actually hope you've experienced yeah. some of these, but maybe never ever thought of them on a cheese plate. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's, we want to make it exciting and like it's a discovery and like open your box and try things and you didn't have to buy like a whole giant size of it. Um, we think for the most part, you'll love everything. So you'll wish you had a giant size of it, but you know, we're trying to keep the cost down, make it feel like dinner for two. This is our dinner tonight. And, um, you know, or snacks, like I think a lot of people are going to get this box this week and maybe save it for the weekend because it's Passover and Easter and, uh, and maybe they'll share it. I'm just telling you, if you listen to the podcast beforehand, maybe don't pull out the maple popcorn so that anybody knows you have it. <laughs> um, just tell them, oh, this box only came with mustard. Um, because they're all really good, but it would be really great. I think you could make up some deviled eggs and make a big tray and put some of those on the side. Um, throw some pickles on here too. Uh, if you need to like, you know, if you have a big family or something, but super, super great um, way to experience new foods. Uh, we are passionate about it. We're getting ready to go to the fancy food show in June where we go and we find everybody who possibly makes something really interesting, some things you've never heard of, thought of, um, in a small size so that we can put them in the box for you because it's like our dream come true finding new things to, to bring you guys and we wander for days oh after my days gosh. after days through <sighs> you know through I can't even describe how much weren't uh, you excited the first was. time we were going yes for the uh, first, I've been to uh, one before you and you're like I will go with you and carry all your stuff he's my Sherpa and he carries all the paperwork so I can just go through and, and do all the stuff he keeps me he keeps me hydrated he finds me good places to sit. He's like my bouncer. Not that anybody ever wants to talk to me. <laughs> and he, um, he'll he share every bite. People are like, no, no, you can both have a bite. We're like, I can't eat one more spoonful of jam. I can only eat a half spoonful. And then Matt and I share it. Um, so, so Matt, I, I want to thank you right now in front of everybody on this podcast. Thank <laughs> you for being the other half of my spoon eating. Um, and, um, you know, get on the treadmill because... <laughs> Because we're going, we're going, going very back soon. To New York. We're going to New York, and I know everybody thinks it's the most exciting thought idea ever. Um, we've brought a couple of friends with us before um, who've helped us out with the company, and they agree after one day, like, how do you do this for three days? We do it because we love bringing you really good food. So, um, Matt, if you don't have any more questions today, let's wrap it up. I'm going to tell people how they can find everybody. Do you have any more questions? No, I think uh, right. we're good. So Julie will be back with us next month, and you can always keep following Julie um, at what Julie ate. Oh, and Julie has a podcast of her own called Adventures in Arding Podcast, and I was on Julie's podcast. So if you go, just Google uh, Adventures in Arding Podcast, and you can find Julie um, there and our talk, and we talk about the art of pairing. It's really it's really fun to talk about that because Julie, uh, secret, Julie and I in another life work together. We even had our own television show. And Julie actually, secret, I'm telling you all of Julie's secret while she's not here. Julie has a television show on PBS called Naked Artsy. So um, so we look at things through um, an artist's eye for this podcast. So 
if you can't get enough cheese and you like art uh, and you want to listen to Julie because you missed her today and Matt just <laughs> didn't fill your Julie need, um, check out Adventures in Arting Podcast. Um, you can follow Butterfly Bakery at Butterfly Bakery VT. You can follow our popcorn makers at Stuart Maple. Those delicious caramels came from at Big Picture Farm. Springbrook Cheese, the Ashbrook, came from at SBF Cheese. Our cheddar this month, not that we always will have a cheddar, but the cheddar this month is at Grafton Cheese. And our delicious Alpha Tolman, named for the man who bought the library, is from at Jasper Hill Farm. You can follow Curdbox at Curdbox. Do you want to spell out, uh, you know, Stuart Maple? Because, you know, just in case people are sure. thinking that it's spelled the other way. Uh, sure. It's S-T-E-W-A-R-T Maple. Spelled the way Maple is always spelled. Yes. And uh, anyways, at Curdbox and at Curds and Co. I'm Jen Mason. It was great. If you think Matt did a good job, feel free to make a comment and uh, let us know. If and he's if allowed he to come back. Just call me on the side and don't let him know because it'll hurt his feelings. But um, thanks, Matt. You did a good job. I tried. All right. So thanks, everybody. And we'll talk to you next month. And we'll eat more cheese and prairies then. Have a good one. See you.